Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. The word submit literally means to be under in rank, like with the military, having different ranks with generals, colonels, majors, captains, etc. To submit under rank does not mean that one is inferior to the one with a higher rank. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ephesians. The verse, wives submit to your husbands, is regularly taken out of context and sometimes used to create an unhealthy foundation in marriages. Pastor J.D. helps us understand what Paul was really saying in that verse and how we as Christians ought to treat one another so that we can experience what God intended within our marriages. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 with part one of his message, What Submitting Really Means. We'll start in verse 21 where the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is writing. And he says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Now you know why I wanted to see how many of you read ahead. (laughs) Verse 23, it gets worse. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, verse 24. As the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Let's just close in prayer. I think it's (laughs) self-explanatory. So, probably goes without saying, but... Uh, This was a little bit gnarly uh, of a sermon to prepare. I will have you know that I did consult with my wife. Why are you laughing? (laughs) And uh, in so doing, I really sensed that the Lord would have me to talk with you today about what it really means to submit in the context of wives submitting to their husbands. It's my hope that we're going to be able to, by the Holy Spirit, sort of clear up what is arguably one of the most controversial and even misunderstood passages in all of the Bible. You'll notice I'm beginning with verse 21. I'm not starting with verse 22. There's a reason for that. Actually, there's a couple of reasons for that. The first of which is that 
verse 21 comes before verse 22. Deeply profound, yeah? I'm off to a great start, I can tell. No, actually, uh, that's not intended to be cute or clever. Uh, actually, uh, verse 21 sadly is omitted from many a teaching on this particular passage, and to do so, I believe, is to err greatly, and here's why. Many of the best ancient Greek manuscripts do not have the word submit in verse 22 concerning wives. Now, before you, as the husband, want to stone me to death, let me explain. Actually, let me by way of how one commentator explained it, uh, say this. Ephesians 5.22 simply reads, Wives to your own husbands. The topic is submission, and Paul focused on a particularly important realm of submission, the Christian marriage. From the wife unto the husband. It is as if Paul said this, I commanded you to submit to one another in a very general way. Now, if you do it in a general way, how much more so should wives do it to their own husbands in this special relationship of marriage? Now listen, before uh, you uh, husbands, and, and please, maybe I need to uh, set down some ground rules uh, for today's uh, sermon. No elbowing, certainly not the, the husband to the wife. Uh, and by the way, husbands, uh, next week it's our turn. <laughs> and oh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this or not, But when it's our turn, the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, has a lot more to say to the husbands than he does the wives. So now you have to come back next week, just because I said that. So if you're not here, uh, we're going to pull up your home address from our records. I'm just kidding. We don't have your home address. But we know where you live. No, (laughs) I think a lot of the misunderstanding stems from what the word submit means and in some ways what the word submit does not mean. The word submit literally means to be under in rank, like with the military, having different ranks with generals, colonels, majors, captains, etc. To submit under rank does not mean that one is inferior to the one with a higher rank. And I think this is the problem, especially for us as guys, is that, and I think about what Peter wrote concerning a husband's prayers being hindered when he does not dwell in an understanding way with his wife, who though the weaker vessel, not inferior, physiologically weaker, is the joint heir. 
I like how one said it. When God created Eve from Adam's side, the rib from his side, it was meant to have his wife be next to him as a helpmeet for him, not over him and certainly not beneath him. This is the problem, I think, and I think this is one of the things that we need to clear up. So let's talk, real talk, okay? Let's be honest here, all right? The woman is not inferior to the man. The man is not superior to the woman. And I guess I should also take it a little bit further and say the woman is not superior to the man either, right? And we're going to talk about that more in a moment. I like how Warren Wiersbe said it. He said, anyone who has served in the armed forces knows that rank has to do with order and authority, not with value or ability. Just as an army would be in confusion if there were no levels of authority, so society would be in chaos without submission. And that's the why behind the what when it comes to submission. Simply put, it's God's ordained authority structure and it's God's divine order such that Christ is the covering head of the husband and the husband is the covering head of the wife. And I use the word covering covering for a reason. The word covering comes packaged with that position of authority, which is this awesome responsibility that we have being put in that position of authority. You know, as husbands, and I I speak for myself, uh, I know early in, in my marriage, I was quick to take the lead, except when... I had to take the responsibility in taking the lead. And my wife, uh, being the gracious wife that she is, uh, pointed that out to me in no uncertain terms. <laughs> uh, you're so quick to, uh, you know, require that I submit to you. But when it comes to the authority that you've been given, the responsibility that you've been given over me, uh, you're not so quick when it comes to that. I'll tell you, that was a, an eye-opener for me in my marriage. The problem is that many a husband buys into the misinterpretation of this text under the banner of being the final authority. And it usually manifests itself in ways like this and sounds like this. You're to submit to me in everything. Submit, woman. Don't say that, by the way, guys. Don't say that to your wives. (laughs) Some of you are looking at me too late. I already did. I feel your pain. So did I. But to make matters even worse, many a wife has bought into yet another misinterpretation under the banner of I will only submit when you're right or when I agree. And and here's how that happens. So uh, 
the apostle Paul says, submit unto your husbands as unto the Lord. So that's kind of like an out, like a, a loophole to the wife in the sense that she'll say, I, I won't submit to you because you're not right. And so I, I cannot submit to you. And that's a problem. And, and both the husband demanding that the wife submit and the wife placing these contingencies, these prerequisites on her submitting, both are destined to fail. And here's why. They both assume that they're right and the other one's wrong. And that's the problem. Worse yet, they fancy themselves as being the ones to decide what God's will is. Let me just share very candidly and even personally from my own marriage some of the things that God has really taught me over the years. Uh, one of the lessons that I uh, sort of had to learn the hard way, and I have the scars to prove it, is when my wife would say to me, I'm going to submit to you, but you have to answer to the Lord. And in my pride and my arrogance, I'm like, well, okay then. Oh, wow. Did I ever answer to the Lord? In other words, she was obedient in submitting to me, but I wasn't obedient in what I was asking her to submit to me in. And by the way, uh, this was when it came to financial decisions. So, you know, guys, God has given our wives this. It's, it's called, in the secular sense, women's intuition. Uh, this is what I believe God meant by our wives being our helpmate. God has given them a keen discernment. They can sense things that we are incapable of sensing. And, and here's the problem. And I know that uh, for me, when my wife could not explain why it is that she didn't feel at peace about something, I dismissed it. So I'm wanting to make this decision. And she says, I don't know, honey, I, I'm not quite sure about this. I'm not feeling good about this. I don't have a peace about this. And so I want her to explain to me, you know, double spaced, printed out, you know, uh, all of the reasons why. And she can't because God didn't wire her that way. God's given her this built-in sense, this intuition, this discernment to be a help to me. And then when I don't listen to her, and even, dare I say, submit to her, uh, and God's discernment that he's given to her, then I do so to my own peril. Oh, how I wish I had all of that money that I lost when she did not feel good about the decision that I made dismissing her discernment and her concern about that decision. Husbands, listen to your wives. Listen to your wives. Again, I, I bring up the apostle Peter when he 
talks about our prayers being hindered. In other words, our prayers are going to bounce off the ceiling when we're not dwelling in an understanding and listening way to our wives. Let me uh, say, conversely, those times when I didn't (laughs) just forge ahead and run over her and make the decision anyway, I'm the man of the house. I wear the pants in this family. Well, guys, let's let's be honest. Your wife tells you which pair to wear, okay? It's like someone who said, you know, my, I'm the head. Well, your wife's the neck, okay? So she's going <laughs> to help you and tell you uh, where to turn. And you want her to, and you need her to. And so those times that I didn't run over her and just mow over her and forge ahead, you know, as the man of the house, Man, those times that I listened to her, even without an explanation, which she didn't have anyway. Just because, honey, I don't feel a peace about this. Oh my goodness. Let me share with you, a. Uh, 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 this is way back when I was um, in uh, the car business. And at the time I was working for Mercedes-Benz. And it was at the time that Lexus was just... Uh, starting and they headhunted me out of Mercedes Benz to come and be the general manager for this new Lexus uh, franchise at the time. And the offer was unbelievable. I mean, $10,000 as a sign up bonus, which <laughs> this is back in the early uh, 90s. Uh, at that time, that was quite a bit of money. And also, just the the uh, the the pay scale and I mean it was just a dream job offer and so I'm like man this is a a no brainer I don't even have to pray about this <laughs> oh you're laughing that sounds like uh, you've done that too I mean obviously this is God praise the Lord you know it's, it's one of those things where you go I think I'll pray about it okay yes Lord let's do this yeah right. Oh my goodness. So I tell my wife and I show her the, uh, the offer and she looks at me with that look that only a wife can give and husbands, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And she says, honey, I don't, something's not quite right about this. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is clearly this is the Lord. She's like, no, honey, I think you better pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. (laughs) So I did. And the more I began to pray about it and seek counsel, you know, like the Proverbs says, with the multitude of counsel, plans succeed. With too few counselors, plans fail. And so as I really began to seek the Lord, I even prayed and fasted, which, by the way, is a very good thing to do when you're faced with a very uh, difficult decision, uh, prayer and fasting, really seeking the Lord and, and being sensitive to what the Lord would have you to do. And, and keep in mind, the Lord wants you in His will more than you yourself even want to be in His will. God will always create an environment for us that's conducive to us being in His will. He's not playing a, a heavenly chess game with us. He wants us to be in his will. He's going to lead us and direct our steps and our paths. So as God just began to 
minister to me. It was when I finally uh, had this counsel, very wise counsel, and this was the Lord. It was a word fitly spoken. My pastor says to me, take all of the money out of this offer and what do you have? And that hit me. So I went back to my uh, prayer closet, so to speak, and I said, okay, Lord, uh, if I do this, I will have to sell my soul to the company store. See, I used to uh, uh, serve in the church at the time. I was actually on the board of directors, and I was sort of a lay pastor and filling in for my pastor in the pulpit. And, I mean, I was at the church quite a bit. And if I would have taken that, I wouldn't be able to serve in the church. Because, see, this Lexus franchise was going to be open on Sundays. That was a, And I'm the GM. I got to be there. So I declined the offer. And then I would get phone calls from uh, guys in the business saying to me things like this. I'm not, I'm not uh, exaggerating. This was actually one, uh, uh, one guy said this to me, actually. Did you suffer a blunt force trauma to the head? Why did you say no to that? Th- this offer was the talk of the town. And nobody could believe that you got it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, friend. So um, I said to them, no, I, I just, uh, I don't think that this is what the Lord would have for me. So they ended up going down to California and headhunting a guy, brought him up, moved him to Spokane. He took the position, the offer that I was given lasted six months uh, they fired him and sued him for breach of contract, and he had to pay all that money back. They had hunted a second guy out of California as well, moved him up. Same exact thing happened in less than six months. And I'm looking at this thing going, wow, am I so glad I listened to my wife? Because actually it was shortly after that that I ended up leaving Mercedes-Benz and starting my own business that I eventually sold, and when I uh, started and planted my first church and entered into the ministry, all because my wife said, I do not feel a peace about it, and I submitted to her, and I listened to her, and boy, am I so glad I did. I wonder, had I not, if I would be standing here behind this pulpit as the pastor of this amazing church, and it is an amazing church, as is my privilege to be, I doubt very much that I would be standing here before you today. After we accept Jesus into our lives, we start a journey of faith with Him. We don't always grow in our faith, though. Pastor J.D.'s messages in the book of Ephesians encourage us to continually seek to grow deeper and deeper in our relationship with our Savior. We can't get comfortable and complacent in our walks. By spending time with other believers, diving into the Word, and spending time in communication with Jesus, we'll continue to grow closer to Him. We're so glad you tuned in to Pastor J.D. Farag's teaching today. We'd like to tell you how you can access additional messages. Simply visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on Listen to search through our archive of Pastor J.D.'s teachings. Take these messages with you on the go with our mobile app. 
This app is free and provides you with hours of insight into the Bible, helpful links, and even the latest editions of Pastor J.D.'s Mid-East Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. looks into the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. These messages are new each weekend and will help you put world events into perspective. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are also available to watch on our YouTube channel, which you can access through InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Join us on Facebook as well and keep up to date on everything that's happening at In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor J.D. will continue studying through the book of Ephesians next time on In Spirit and Truth. Right with the old wind.